0: So, um, just uh, we'll be recording these Q and A's. If you don't feel comfortable with your question being recorded, then um, say that, and Mark will turn the machine off or turn it down or something at that at that point. So, um, but. Generally speaking, as I said earlier, um, your questions are, are will be helpful for other people, helpful for you later on, etc. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, just just say so, and uh, we we lose it. Um, yeah, not sure what else to say really. So, any anyone, any anything, questions so far. Yeah, please. Is that John?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes you say um, the energy body rather than my or your, and I sometimes got the sense that it's as if there's just one.
0: Oh, it's,
1: it's like just getting the wrong end of the
0: stick. Um, could everyone hear that? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll repeat just in case you can't. So John's asking. Um, sometimes when. Uh, I speak, and I think also Catherine as well. Generally, you'll find Buddhist teachers, as as it's like the body. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, the the, the one, one level of answer is, um, yeah, sure, there is one. And there's many. And there is none. Uh, <laughs> they're all true. Um, I think it's just a a habit of speech, really, Um, probably that I've picked up, but but actually intended that, rather than to point towards there is only one, which we could say, and that's a a valid point of view, as valid a perspective, a way of looking as any any other, um, I think the the languaging of the energy body rather than my is just to give a little bit more sense of less of the self's kind of tight grip around it, my energy body, and I'm evaluating myself because it's my energy body. So the the, a little less me and mine in it, a little more looseness in the the, uh, relationship of identification with the experience. Um, So pointing, just, just allowing a little more room rather than going to this... Uh, everything is one big energy body which is actually a a very fine perception very important as a mystical experience but not so much what we're going for right now something variations on that can open up uh, quite spontaneously even on this retreat maybe or whatever but that's not so much an aim that that is does that make sense does that answer yeah good yeah Chrissy. Yeah. As soon as I'm outside, then it's like I I can't actually manage to feel it while I'm walking. Uh While
2: I'm standing, if I'm standing inside, I can. If I'm standing outside and it's windy, I can't. Yeah. And what I'm starting to work out is if there's something that makes my edges, like my skin or whatever, stand out, I can't do it lying down either because. All I can feel is like the pressure
0: on my back. Mm, mm, mm. So if there's something else that takes over my sensing capacity, something that's more yeah, strong. Yeah. Then I can't rest in it. Yeah. Have you got any? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Could everyone hear that? So uh do you think I need to repeat it? I'll I'll repeat it just for the recording. um so Chrissy's saying, um when she's in, in the meditation hall and, and with the group energy as well, uh, it's, it's easier to access and stay and rest in, in the energy body. When there's some other kind of sensation um, impinging on on the body and on the bodily consciousness, like the wind or the touch lying down uh, of, the, of the contact with the floor, then it's harder to stay with the energy, energy body feelings. Yeah? Yeah, good. Um, in a way, maybe... Um, Maybe it has to do with uh, i mean there could, there could be a lot of possibilities but but part of it could just be familiarity you know the usual way where uh, we 're used to paying attention to the body is not by the energy body it 's via the sensations, especially if you 've done mindfulness and insight meditation so there 's a kind of propensity for the awareness to to just be be aware of sensations the more uh, you touch base with the energy body. Um, make it easy for yourself at first don't go where it's difficult you know too much you know make it easy for yourself just hanging out there getting used to that what I'm calling a sensibility that kind of tuning of the awareness it just becomes more and more second nature and then you've got like you know like you're riding a bike or something you, you, you're good with all the gears I can shift to sensations I can shift to energy body I can shift to other kinds of awareness of body but the more you hang out there Um, Make it easy for yourself. The more you hang out there, the easier it will expand to other other regions, yeah? Um, So I wouldn't necessarily you know bang your head where it's difficult Um, but it might be there's some kind of in-between environment where it's easier, but you know don't don't, I wouldn't worry about it too too much. Um, Let's see if some other possibilities. Maybe um, Maybe what you could do is uh, Two possibilities. One is um, make the awareness space bigger. If that makes sense. So, as I said this morning, when we talk about energy body, energy space, whatever, I'm talking about a space that's usually a bit bigger than the body. Yeah. Now the awareness can go very small. I could pay attention to, you know, a minute. Uh, area of attention in the tip of my finger, for instance, as, as, as you can, or I can go really huge so there 's like gradations of how big the awareness a whole spectrum of how big the awareness can be right uh, energy body tends to be you know this kind of space, um, but it might serve to go really big for a while and just let everything be there so you 'll get maybe a mix of the the, the more um, uh, usual kinds of sensations in awareness, but they're in a bigger space, so the mind is not sucked into them so so much. Do you understand? It has more, and you just stay. It, it'll shrink fine, and you put really as big as big as you can and in that space. You've got sensations and and things dancing around, and um, maybe you can have sensations and energy in, in that space, and then you can kind of tune back in. Yeah, and uh, the converse possibility is maybe possible. Um, which is uh, um, maybe you know, very gently to go in into the center of the body, so if, if something 's on your skin it 's just gently well what 's happening right right at the core yeah sometimes I, I, um, or sometimes for some people, what can be helpful is actually using the imagination a little bit, so for instance, um, and that can happen any, you know as I said, anything goes with the imagination, but one thing that 's helpful is if we 're talking about the core. Um, is there's a line, uh, you can imagine a line of energy up the body and so let these sensations be, you don't have to fight these skin sensations but just imagine that line, <coughs> maybe it's a certain colour or whatever but feel into how that vertical axis feels energetically in, in the middle of the body does that make sense? and, and if, if you just hold that, it's a little bit more going in with that imagination helping um, then aware of the whole space, but with with that central axis, that, m- that might help as well. Yeah? But generally I would say don't, you know, just... It sounds great, and, and this thing, as I said this morning, it grows more until it becomes just, just another dimension of life. It's just another way we can feel the body. Yeah? Okay, good. Yes, please. <clears throat>
2: When I um, when I'm practicing and I become more concentrated, mm. I get um, a, a sense of I, th- I think it's what you call PT. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a sort of as though I'm wearing a helmet or uh-huh. a dress or something like that. Um, it's not tingly or anything, but it it feels heavy actually. It mm-hmm. feels as though there really is actually physically something there. Um, is is that the energy body, and it's just because it doesn't go well around very much it stays mostly around mm-hmm. my head
0: mm-hmm. is that the energy is that what you call the energy body or is, PT, is that PT is that something different yeah yeah good is it are you Rowan is it yeah yeah okay so um so Rowan's asking um when when you feel more concentrated more settled uh, in the meditation there's an experience that's in the sort of top third of the body that feels a bit what is it heavy or
2: I was wearing a great big hat or a helmet or a dress uh-huh. or something. Okay. Uh, you know, it's,
0: it's about two feet. It can, you, can you be smaller. or When yeah. you go out, to what feels like maybe two feet or something. But what's the sensation there? Like pressure coming in or going out or what would you say?
2: It's more like a sort of a gentle pressure.
0: Okay. There. Is it pleasant? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Hardly. Mildly, okay. So this word piti, P-I-T-I um, is a, a word that the Buddha used quite a lot when he talked about samadhi and I, I would define it basically um, as any pleasant um, experience in the bodily space that arises from a non-sensual origin. Okay? Now it might uh, in, other, in other words, I'm meditating and it arises, it's not arising out of someone touching my skin or, or, or something yeah or a taste or something like that um, all these definitions we can they have edges to them so um, so this this PT arises it can take many many different forms okay what characterizes it is the non sensuality of its origin and the um, uh, and the pleasantness yeah and it can be extremely intense like blow the Roof off the top of your head, kind of thing, or really quite mild, but it's all PT and it, it's all good, yeah. So, is that the energy body? Is it, yeah, it's what, what I want to emphasize. I think what I said this morning as well the energy body is not a certain kind of experience, so much it's um, it, it, there's a lot of different experiences that can come within what we might call the energy body, it's a way of attending to the space of the body. So, PT is a certain kind of energy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in your question so let's just take it apart a little bit um, someone wrote me a note this morning and I was thinking of, uh, maybe a good analogy is a bit like um, if you know what harmonic overtones are in, in when you hit a note on a musical instrument it has um, multiple resonances of other notes that are sometimes less loud are you familiar with this? yeah so we could say all of that is the energy body and within that we can tune to different, if you like wavelengths of experience or in the analogy of sound of of the tone Yeah. so PT is one wavelength or even there's many different kinds of PT they're different tones within this series so in a way they're all present at the same time funnily enough we just don't notice them you could think of it like that Um, so does that make sense in terms of what's the energy body and what's PT? Just just for that part of the question. Um, it sounds as
2: though you're saying that it's all all of it is the energy body. You, you, it's just a different, man, different
0: manifestation. It's a different wavelength. So when I, as I said, if I wrap my knuckles on that and I can feel the sensation. It's slightly unpleasant. Whatever. You could say call that energy body, but actually it's more it's more a certain frequency. Of, of the sensation. Energy body is usually characterized by a bit more, um, we could say, subtlety of, of of the wavelength. Yeah? Does that? Yeah. Does this make sense to people? Yes? Um, so you know, these words we use in word, you know, gosh, when we get to words like soul and God, and it's, it's even more kind of, uh, you know <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, but there's, there's something. There's something. After a while, you get a feel for this. Yeah. So we're really talking about a, a kind of way of paying attention and a certain dimension of our experience as human beings that oftentimes goes unnoticed, either because of the meditative training we have, or just because people in society don't don't tend to talk about it, so so it doesn't get noticed. So then the kind of PT that you're describing, which is one of many many different kinds of PT, many many different kinds of pleasure that can that can come up. Um, that's that's the energy body feels that way at a certain time. As you practice more, you realize, oh, that's just one type. Then there's others and loads of others. In terms of it being up, yeah, that that's normal. Um, what a, what I might ask is if it has. It sounds quite static from what you're describing. Does it have any movement in it? Or? Um,
2: it is quite static. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have experienced the other kinds of tea, yeah, like tingling. Yeah. And you know, showering, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But this is this feels very different kind. Okay. Um, and it feels as though I don't know whether this is my imagination or, or or what, but it feels as though it almost has a sort of boundary, but it's very diffuse. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that that. Which is oh. why I wonder whether that's more like an like an energy
0: body. Yeah, kind of thing. I think it's all it's all manifestations or experiences of energy body. Everything you've described. Quite characteristic of this way of working with the energy body is a sense of some kind of boundary that is quite diffuse. I don't know where it is exactly. That's quite characteristic. Um, But it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be, there's lots of possibilities, but that's quite characteristic. I think a a rule of thumb is if it's steady, this pleasantness, (coughs) relatively steady, then your job um, at times, if you want to um, go more towards the samadhi and more towards, is just to enjoy it okay, that's your priority, that's num- number one, like have it f- <coughs> flashing neon, uh, enjoy, 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 and how do you do that? Well there's lots of ways of doing that, one is to actually, here's this experience and it's sort of up here, and just find where it's strongest, maybe it's completely homogenous over that area, maybe there's an area where it's strongest, maybe sort of around here, and kind of just as you might pay attention to the uh, breath here at the nostrils you kind of dive, you focus on where it's strongest, and you just nuzzle into it and really really find the pleasure there yeah, so that's one option another option is to kind of be a bit more open with it as if you're just bathing in this and receiving it, the whole area that's um, being touched by that and enjoying it is just, it's just bathing in it like it's really and you're opening, opening so one um, mode of attention is a bit more probing, a bit more narrowly focused, really always seeking the pleasure yeah, it's very hedonistic, yeah, it's good um, the other is more like you're sunbathing and just, just, you know, soaking up the sun make, make sense? Yeah. So, but then isn't that
2: going into more uh, practicing with uh, joy and stillness
0: and well, well it might, we, what we don't know is what one possibility is that as you do that, um, actually there's a number of possibilities. One is it just stays the same and you just enjoy it. Another possibility is that just by doing that, it starts to spread and feel the whole body. Okay, Now if we're talking about samadhi, that's something we want to gently encourage. You have a second option there, which is to actually imagine it spreading. Okay, it feels like it just stops it. Just, just imagine that it spread. Or just like... <laughs> I mean, not with your hands, but with your mind, just spread it in the body. And that can be like it's quite viscous or it's really quite um, insubstantial and you're just spreading it, you're painting your body in, in this. Yeah. Sometimes just enjoying it, opening to it, getting into it, it will spread naturally. And sometimes it won't spread, it just stays like this, fine, just enjoy that. Yeah. So the, uh, the what would you call, the, um, the size of it may or may not change, we're gently, if, if we're working towards samadhi, if that's the orientation, that's the intention, that's the conscious intention at any time, then that's gently what we're wanting to encourage, full body immersion, yeah? as the Buddha says, suffusing and saturating the whole body. Um, another possibility is as you do that, the quality of the energy changes. So it might go, as you said, to, to joy or it might go to stillness or peacefulness or the quality of heaviness might become very light or there's, there's all kinds of possibilities. Now we could map uh, territories here but I think for now we don't need to. Um, just what, what you want with this kind of practice is you become a connoisseur. Uh, you know, like people drink, taste wine, tasting they know, they can really be very discerning. It's like we become a connoisseur in in the realm of, of of pleasure in the body. Yeah, very subtle, very strong, different kinds, different qualities, and and we really get to know, get familiar with each kind. Then then you can then then you can start to map them out and see how that fits onto the Buddha's map of the jhanas and all, all that stuff. Yeah. So does that give you a bit of a sense of how to? i practice with the janas, mm-hmm. um, but that's not what we're doing here, is that right? Oh, no. we want to be more... Okay, um, more what? Well, staying steadily with samadhi, not, not intensifying the pleasure or the stillness. Oh, oh, thank you for raising that. No. Um, so we have options here, okay. Um, so... If I use the word samadhi, I really mean a big, big spectrum of what's possible, of which the jhanas, the really deep states, are just part of that spectrum. So, if what's really clear, I go back to something I said this morning. What's what's what wants to be clear is what am I actually trying to do in practice right now? Like that means in this in this stretch of this sitting or walking. Now, at some points, my intention might be towards samadhi. In in the very broad sense, what that means is just Gently um, encouraging, g- gently encouraging a sense of well-being in, in, the, in the energy body space and the mind, kind of getting into that and enjoying it. So we could say that's what my samadhi direction is. Yeah, I'm not forcing it, I'm not pushing it, I'm not demanding. But that has a whole range for just sitting, uh, you know, and actually not feeling pleasant. Then I'm working with, you know, easing the unpleasant. Um, to very mildly pleasant, nothing to write home about, all the way through all eight jhanas, etc. Et yeah, but that's the samadhi. So that's totally fine. If, if that if you're you kind of working this subtle plasticine of the energy body until it if it, and if it feels like this is good, this is really good. You know, great, enjoy. If it goes into eight jhana, great. You know, fine. It's all it's all samadhi. Yeah. At other times, the the intention and orientation with regard to the energy bodies no i 'm just abiding here, watching the emotional resonances, and it might be grief, it might be sadness, it might be boredom, it might be just peaceful, it might be joy you know but i'm i 'm uh, Abiding with the sensitivity to the emotional resonances in the energy body, and if it's difficult, then I'm uh, what's happening emotionally in the energy body. Then I'm, I'm trying to work with that skillfully. What's helpful here? What does it need? Some love, some softness, some space, some image. You know, right? That's the second option. And the third option is working with images, which we did a little bit today. Um, but as I saying, always on this retreat, including the. Um, sensitivity to whatever I do with images I'm, I'm always in contact with my, my energy body, I'm trying to include that in the awareness, because that's how I notice what's helpful, what's not what's soul making, what's not the mm-hmm. resonances as we use that word does that make sense? so kind of three, broadly speaking, three options yeah? Mm-hmm. and and what's important is just you know, clarity about w- what's happening so one
2: from work with the imaginal in
0: the full range, all through the jhanas, or just with a milder sense of samadhi? Um, Yeah, yeah, so um, the textbooks say, you know, um, if you're in jhana then nothing else is going on in terms of images, etc. What you find with a lot of jhana practice, and what I find with, with, uh, with teaching a lot is There is the possibility to be in a jhana. See, a jhana isn't an on-off switch. It's like it's just black and white. It's actually, when you start to get into it, you start to realize it's a territory and there's no exact demarcation point like some people would have you believe. But what's possible for some people, find it easier than others, to actually be in a jhana and work with something like an image as well or even work with a kind of skillful and reflective process. There's all kinds of possibilities. So I wouldn't so much excluded. You'll have to find out what's kind of possible for you. If you're just learning the jhanas, generally speaking, I would say um, better to kind of keep them more pure at first and learn the really pure version. Nothing else is going on but this joy or whatever it is. And then then after a while you, you can kind of realize that actually more may be possible. Yeah? Okay. Is that me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, thought, you know, like working with the the love character. Yeah. Character,
2: um, when I've been doing that, I've kind of noticed um, two different tendencies. One to stay more with the kind of particular the personal of the other character. Mhm. And another one where we kind of hang out and start dissolving. Yeah. Kind of thing. Should Should I choose more the personal or
0: universal, or either or Yeah. Um, so Mewa is asking, um, with the um, meditation we did today with the imaginal figure of love, um, she kind of discerns two kinds of um, unfolding that happen there. And one is tuning into the particulars and the sort of character of, of, of the, that person. And the other is a kind of movement towards dissolving together in, into one another and something more universal. Or how would you describe what happens then? Yeah. To keep it sitting with me. Yeah, yeah. Good. Sure and head and head. when it dissolves, it involves. In, it, when it dissolves, the personal. Um, it, you see, there's many kinds of dissolving. <laughs> um, um, when it dissolves, does it dissolve into some kind of big space of oceanic oneness sort of thing, or what, what, what tends to happen?
2: Yeah,
0: different variations. In okay. That. So Yeah. Okay. So let's say for now, and this is part of the reason why we did this on day one in this retreat. So um, everything, you know, everything's good in, in the big picture of things. But I think on this retreat, we're, we're um, wanting to stay more with the, the the character of the imaginal figure, like that 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 sense of it. You know. <coughs> What you might find is that um, it dissolves in a way where your person and their person just dissolves in a kind of oneness of, of something like love or, or something like that. Um, that's beautiful experience. It's not so much what we're interested in on this retreat, that's a more likely experience in in uh, the kinds of meditation that we might teach, metta or, or um, insight meditation there's another way of it dissolving which is what I, I've been calling Cosmopoiesis so that what happens is here I am with this, with this character and I'm, I'll, I'll say more about this tomorrow but let's just say a little bit now um, I'm tuned to their character, I feel their love I'm taking that in, I'm, I'm, there's resonances I see their beauty and I see also uh, their divinity what does that mean? I don't know, but um, it let's just leave it open for now, in fact. Um, there's a sense that they're more than the usual way our culture tends to think about the human being, or if, if they're even a human form at all. There's a divinity here, and I'm, I'm uh, seeing the beauty of that. Something in my soul is touched by that sense of divinity. They're not losing the human, it's almost like extending the range, if there's a human figure or an animal figure, extending the range of what that, what, what's, what's there. Yeah? And then sometimes what can happen is, in, in being with that and, being, and the soul being touched by, by that, by that beauty, by that love, by that divinity, um, it's as if then that, the character of that soul starts to spread. So it's not just universal love, it's their love with their character and somehow the whole of nature or cosmos is imbued with that particular character of that being. Does that make sense? So something's gone from a a singular, particular imaginal figure to what I would call a particular cosmopoesis that's um, characterised with with the same personality, if you like, somehow. So here's the the trees, the sky, the earth and somehow it's that figure and their divinity and their love writ large, imbued into the fabric of, of the cosmos. Cosmopoesis enchanting the cosmos in a very particular way. Does this make sense? Yeah? So that's the... It's all good, but that's the distinction that I think we're trying to lean more... Um, it's, it's the more rare uh, variety in, in the kind of circles we tend to move in. Um, the other one of just universal love or universal awareness is more, is more normal as practice deepens in insight meditation and metta and those kind of things. Yeah, and um, but we we'll touch base about that again tomorrow. Gina, yeah yeah.
2: Um, I really like what you just said, but it feels quite a long way away. Yeah, um, but it's, it sounds very, um, very interesting. That, that idea. My my experience with the. Um, the love figure was that at the beginning a lot of grief came up yeah. with the particular person that I'd chosen and so I chose somebody else and then I found that a kind of opening happened and I just wondered if that was okay to switch because I, I noticed Catherine you said trust the person you've chosen and I, it just felt so complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah. So no. then I thought okay, go with the simpler one. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, and um, yeah, go with the simpler one, and you know, um, all this is flexible, Uh, and and you know this anyway when you do the meta-categories, you know, someone's your benefactor, then they look at you the wrong way one day for half a second, and (laughs) hey, (laughs) down to division four, you know. Um, so it's all you know. Go, go, this is part of what, what we talk about—the sensitivity to the energy. What it's like. Okay, an hour ago it was her, him, whatever, and and now this is as just, just said too complex. Go with go with what actually opens in the moment, and, 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 and trust that. Yeah. So it's not it's not so fixed. Yeah. Um. A lot of the questions are quite advanced. If you like, I just want to make sure like this, the, the nuts and bolts of the energy body. Uh, if there's anyone with, with feeling like yikes or... Yeah. Yeah, good. Lauren. Um,
1: this kind of um, leads on from Chris's question, um, about being outside and getting a sense of energy. Yeah. It's a very similar thing. Yeah. In, in the whole, um, similar to Rowan's experience as well, PT in the hands, you know, dropping images in, you know, spreading a kind of like sense of pressure. and. Kind of feeling like it's a little bit outside of the boundaries, mm-hmm. um, outside. Yeah, outside, um, noticing very much um, sense of appreciation, which feels it feels feels good. Yeah, just flowers, birds, plant tree, love it. Um, what? Just wondering, you know, where to take that again. Okay, not much of a sense of any energy body. Just yeah. You know, just there's a maybe a lightness to the body. Yeah. Um just wondering kind of what avenue to take with that, okay, to keep the appreciation going, mm-hmm. kind of open up to kind of mm. you know, look for sensations. Mm-hmm. Maybe use the imagination for imagining the flowers of <coughs> birds are within Imagine that second. Imagining the flowers the birds are kind of within
0: mm-hmm. that sense of <coughs> the antibody. Within the sense of the antibody, yeah. Um Okay, so I think maybe this goes back to um, no, right, no right and wrong. The, today we've said em- emphasize the energy body, but as the retreat goes on, we're going to open up more uh, the possibility. So uh, you, know, you say, okay, there's not much of a sense of the PT, but the lightness is there. The body feels like That's energy body. That's a, you know, if we go back to the musical <coughs> analogy, that's a certain wavelength. Yeah, great. So, so one option you have is, okay, just be with the lightness. Just be, that's tuning into the energy body. And let that, um, you know, the lightness may not be obviously pleasant at first. When I start to pay attention to it and let it fill, I start to see, oh, this actually, lightness, we like the body feeling, like, generally speaking. It's nice, it's a, it's a pleasant feeling. It's more subtly pleasant. So one option you have is, don't don't... We have to be careful. Energy body is not a certain experience. So I had this PT. Now I'm trying to get that back because that's the energy body. No, the energy body is a way of paying attention, and so lightness is also um, fine. It's it's good. Yeah. So that's one option. The appreciation, you know, we got to appreciate as well. It's a really really important part. I think hopefully this will get clearer. I mean, sometimes it's just, just appreciate and don't you know? It's just let the heart appreciate, let the being, the, the senses appreciate. You know, you don't have to try and do anything with that. Um, but there is uh, there is a third option that we're going to kind of emphasise a little more, which is a bit. Uh, I can't remember whose question it was now, um, but yeah, it was in response to Miwa. So. Um, appreciation, like everything else, comes with a whole scale to it, you know, it can be a mild appreciation, it can be something touches us so deeply, you know, where, where um, the soul is, is moved, yeah, and I think what, what we want to say is when the soul is moved, what's happening there, okay, now there's stuff happening in the energy body, there's stuff happening in the heart, there's also something happening in the perception, so when I'm moved, when the when I'm deeply, uh, when the soul is deeply touched, when there's what I call soul making, when there's soulfulness there, the perception of what whether it's a tree or nature or another human being or some or some image, the perception is um, has got more dimensionality to it. This tree is. Um, a bunch of atoms, and, it's, you know, that's, and, and I can appreciate that, you know, wonderful, and then I go to the molecular structure and photosynthesis and fantastic, yeah? Other, um, more soul-making um, appreciations, they have other dimensions, it's not obvious, because we don't talk about it in the culture, it's not, we don't have a language for it. This is what I want, to, we want to emphasize a lot on this retreat, It's not something separate from the tree, or the materiality of the tree, or the nature of the tree, or the evolution of the tree, but in and through the appearance is something that we might call a divinity, or other dimensions. And so that might come into your appreciation, and and partly what we're interested in is opening the sensibility to that. Because the way that we're talking about, the way that we're defining imaginal, the way that we're defining uh, Cosmopoiesis, and the way that we're defining enchantment, this retreat, could define all those in different ways. As we're talking about, that's a, key, that's a key aspect. So it might be that you start to pick up on that more. Is this making sense? Yeah? So, so if that's there, then as the retreat goes on, that's the kind of thing that we're still in touch with the lightness in the body, or how that feels, but, ooh, what is that? You know, and can I can I see the beauty of the divinity? Or the divinity of the beauty? In in what I'm appreciating, could be purely intra-psychic image, could be something in nature, could be another person, could be a memory of a friend. Does this make sense, guys? Yeah. So this is this is the kind of thing we're going to be talking about. Our culture doesn't have a language for this, unfortunately. So, we, we, but but if that makes sense, then you've got different options, yeah. Okay. Or? please yes. Um, so far this evening,
2: a lot of the questions the energy body has been a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, so my energy body, my experience yeah. today, some's been pleasant, but also for all sorts of reasons that I'm not going to go into. There's quite a lot of agitation mm. out there. Mm. So I.
0: I just wanted to flag that up. Yeah, and say absolutely. That's okay. It, it's totally okay and I'm thankful someone actually says that because you you're not going to be alone. So thank you. And what's your name? Jen. Jen. Um, yes. Uh look, when we talk about energy body, we're definitely not talking about just a pleasant experience. The the Anyone comes to me and just say, my energy body is always pleasant. I just you're not paying attention. Um, pay attention, it, it contracts, it opens, it softens, it hardens, it gets pleasant, it gets unpleasant. Um, sometimes across quite a narrow spectrum, sometimes a really big spectrum. That's the deal, okay? And um, what? again, going back to what's the intention at any time in practice. So when it's difficult, contracted or tight or agitated, as you say, um... The question is, um, what, what does it need right now? What does it need? Now, agitation might need a kind of soothing. Maybe there's, um, you, you can soothe in lots of different ways. I'm not forcing it to be different. I'm, I'm responding with care to, to something. So that's really important, yeah? There's, there's a caring response to how this feels. Um, sometimes it's just in in the kind of attention we pay attention with. So again, like uh, we said with Chrissy, one option is just going to a much bigger space and letting the agitation kind of rumble around. But it's rumbling around in a much bigger space, and and that can tend to help. You know, sometimes it's it's about almost imagining. Um, imagining an energy of warmth for instance around the agitation and something soothing now it could be a full-blown imaginal figure doing do something with love or it could just be kind of energetic imagining if that makes sense partly visual but but something soothing that that um and you can use your breath to, to <coughs> soothe the agitation you know so you can really play with it again you're not you're not forcing something rejecting something to be different you're you're caring like you would, like you would, you know, if, if a baby's agitated. I mean, sometimes, of course, parents in the run of things do get frustrated with, you know, ah, shut up, you know. But um, hey, that's that's life. But um, but but generally, you know, it's like, oh, what what, what can I do to soothe, you know? And uh, there's all kinds of possibilities, yeah. Um, and then sometimes, you know, it's asking there's an emotion that's making the energy body that's at the center and, and it's we want to tune more to the emotional aspect and it's like what does the emotion need need with that yeah so it's not just purely physical it's also can be emotional yeah um, i just say one, one more pause but just in terms of the, purely the way we pay attention this when there is something difficult, it's agitation or contraction or grief or, or whatever. Normal, I would even say, yeah, normal human reaction is there is going to be some kind of aversion to it. So one option is, you know, not to judge that, that the aversion. But one option in is rather than going straight to the the, the feeling itself of agitation, is actually to be more interested in the aversion and seeing if I can kind of relax around the aversion and soften around that. So kind of like dealing with the secondary uh, layer of reactivity can be really, really helpful. Yeah? Okay. Does that give... Uh, yeah? Um, but thank you for saying that, because it's, it's really, really important to, to understand. I think, I, need, I, mean, I think I'm doing bits of all of those. So yeah. like, just for a minute now, I thought, oh, no. am I the only No, you're absolutely not. And like I said, <laughs> any, anyone paying attention is it, it's just the nature of the, the beast, you know, um, and really, really... And, and so what we want is our range... You, you know, to be okay with all of that, okay with all the coming and going, and, and skillful, wh- when it's nice, skillful, and when it's um, difficult, skillful, and also when it's kind of neutral, because there's a whole skill about, you know, nothing much is happening here. Actually, that can really open up. So, yeah, thank you for saying it. It's really, really important. Yes. Okay, we better stop for tea. Uh, Rosa, I just just please? a question that came to me just now
1: about
2: the word re Yeah. Is it about re-putting in song the yeah. cosmos? Yeah. And so, just because then you talk of cosmopoiesis, yeah. it's just like making music. Yes. Because there is another meaning, enchantment, in uh-huh. which it traps.
0: Yeah. 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 We will ho- hopefully be talking about that. Yeah. So, I would say, um, I, think, I think it was in the talk last night, there's a kind of unskillful enchantment. I'm trapped in something, I've lost my centre, I'm captive to something, some idea or some, something i c- clinging at. yeah. And, um, and then there's what we would call the different kinds of skillful enchantment, of beautiful enchantment, and it is related to enchanté in French, to, to, um, to, to s- uh, spell, magic. Yeah? So well, it's got re-enchanting the cosmos, the poetry of perception, I think was the title of this retreat. We are the poets. We make poetry with our perceiving, with our sensing of the world. And, yeah, that means the poet sings. We, and sing, I mean in a very broad sense, through our ways of looking, we sing into being, we chant into being something that re-enchants. So, yeah, deliberate uh, usage of, of those words, yeah. So there's something, it's like understanding Perception is a creative thing, um, and I think I think the talk tonight is about this. Um, and and uh, we we can open up that divinity and that beauty through. Yeah. Okay. So, very good. Should we just have one minute of silence together before we end? <coughs>